Don't you think stories told next to the fire had some mysterious edge to them? Just imagine, you're in a beautiful valley and the sky is filled with a million stars. The campfire is warm and burning bright. In the golden glow, I start telling you mythical tales from around the world. From the river Ganges to the river Nile, from epic battles to breathtaking adventures. I'm your host Anushree and you're listening to The Tales by the Fireside. In this episode, let us learn a well-known Sufi tale set in the country of Turkey. I know what most of you are thinking. Who are these Sufis and where do they come from? Sufism is a mystical form of Islam and people who follow the practices and rituals of Sufism are called Sufis. Some historians believe that this order might have originated in the country of Iran. Idris Shah's Sufi stories are two-layered and it can be enjoyed by kids like an entertaining fairy tale while adults can think of the deeper meaning the story holds. Long time ago in the country of Turkey, there lived a girl called Fatima. She was the daughter of a very prosperous spinner and they had a big house in the middle of a bustling marketplace. She used to sit near the window and watch businesses flourish from morning till evening. The street vendors selling flowers and perfumes, the clang of the metal in the nearby shops, voices of men and women bargaining with the shop vendors could be heard from her window. She also helped her father in spinning clothes. The girl had lost her mother at a very young age and hence was attached to her father. One day, her father said to her, Come daughter, we are going on a journey, for I have got some good business deals in the islands of the Middle Sea. Perhaps we can together find you a handsome youth who is well settled. They set off on a ship and travelled from island to island. While her father was away trading, Fatima would dream about her soon-to-be husband. Her hands touching the sea water and her eyes closed, she used to make an imaginary list of all the characteristics her future husband should possess. As soon as her father came back to the ship, she would tell him, Father, I would want my future husband to have a beautiful smile that reaches his eyes. He should have an easy and playful nature and he should also get me anything I wish for, just the way you do. Her father shook his head and laughed at this and said, Well, Fatima, I can buy you a doll with all these characteristics, not a husband. Fatima's life was filled with dreams, love and luxury. Until one day, a terrible storm blew up and wrecked her father's ship. Everyone inside the ship died in the sea. Fatima was cast up on a seashore near Alexandria. After many hours, she woke up and could dimly remember her past life. She cried and said, Oh, what do I do now? My father is dead and I have no one. The girl was utterly destitute. Her whole life had turned upside down and she was beyond exhausted. While she was wandering on the sands, a family of cloth makers found her. 
they inquired about her past life and found that she had nothing and no one in Alexandria. Although they were poor, they took her into their humble home. Within a year or two, Fatima felt much better and happier. She also became an expert clockmaker and helped her new family make a living. Fatima liked walking on the seashore and enjoyed watching the waves and the sunset. But one fateful day, when she came to the shore, a band of slave traders landed and carried her away along with the other captives. She begged them to leave her behind and told them all about her sad past. The traders were a cruel lot who found no sympathy for her. They took her to the slave market in Istanbul and sold her for a profit. Her world collapsed for the second time. Can we just for a moment think about Fatima's mental state? She had lost her father, landed in an alien city. When she tried to find happiness, she was abducted and sold in a slave market. Her life was filled with disasters. What would you do? Would you give up or would you endure the ordeal? And her miseries don't just end here. Now it so happened that there were few buyers at the market. One of them was a man who was looking for slaves to work in his woodyard where he made masks for ships. When he saw the dejected looking Fatima, he sympathized and thought to himself, "It's best I buy her." At the very least, I might be able to give her a slightly better life. And I don't want to imagine what might happen to her if she were brought by someone else. He took Fatima to his home, intending to make her a serving maid for his wife. But when he arrived at the house, he found out that he had lost all his money in a cargo which had been captured by pirates. He could not afford workers so he Fatima and his wife were left alone to work at the heavy labor of making masks Like this Sochcast tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store Fatima grateful to her employer for rescuing her worked day and night She put all her energy into making good quality wooden masks She worked so well that her employer gave her her freedom. She became his trusted helper. Thus, for the third time, she tried to find her happiness. The mast business of her employer began to boom, and he asked her this, "Fatima, I don't trust any other men with this assignment. It is a big deal, and I want you to go with a cargo of masts." to Java as my agent and be sure to return with a profit she was very happy with her new assignment and set sail to java but to her misfortune when the ship was off the coast of china a typhoon wrecked it completely the masts were totaled and fatima found herself again cast up on the seashore of a strange land this time she wept For she felt that as soon as she found a little happiness in her life a greater misery would follow like a shadow why is it she cried out 
that whenever I try to do something, it comes to grief. Why should so many unfortunate things happen to me? What have I done to deserve this? But there was no answer, so she picked herself up yet again and started walking inland. Now, it so happened that nobody in China had heard of Fatima or knew anything about her troubles. But there was a legend and a prophecy that a certain stranger, a woman from a far-off land, would one day arrive there and that she would be able to make a tent for the emperor. And since there was nobody in China who could make tents, everyone looked upon the fulfillment of this prediction with the liveliest anticipation. In order to make sure that this stranger, when she arrived, would not be missed, successive emperors of China had followed the custom of sending heralds once a year to all the towns and villages of the land, asking for any foreign woman to be produced at the court. When Fatima stumbled into a town by the Chinese seashore, it was one such occasion. The people spoke to her through an interpreter and explained that she would have to go see the emperor. Lady, said the emperor, when Fatima was brought before him, can you make me a tent? I think so, said Fatima. She asked for a robe, but there was none to be had. So remembering her time as a spinner in Turkey, she collected flax and made strong robes out of them. After a few days, she requested the emperor for some stout cloak. The emperor sent heralds again to ask all his citizens for some stout cloth. But the Chinese had none of the kind which he needed. The emperor felt sad thinking about the unfulfilled prophecy. Fatima assured him and drawing on her experience with the weavers of Alexandria, she made some stout tent cloth. Then she found that she needed tent poles, but there were none in China. Again, Fatima quickly thought about a time when she used to make ship masts from wood. With that experience in mind, she made some strong tent poles. When these were ready, she racked her brains for the memory of all the tents she had seen in her travels. She thought of tents in Turkey, Alexandria and Istanbul. After a few days, a tent worthy of an emperor was made. When this wonder was revealed to the king of China, he was so happy that he offered Fatima anything that she wished for. Fatima chose to settle in China. A handsome prince asked her hand for marriage where she remained in happiness, surrounded by her children and grandchildren until the end of her days. It was through these adventures that Fatima realized that what had appeared to be an unpleasant experience at the time turned out to be lessons that led to her ultimate happiness. When we face roadblocks or problems in our lives, we often curse and crib. But what we need to know is that lessons learned during these hardships will be stepping stones for our future. Even in the spiritual sense, this holds true. Before I end this episode, I would like to tell one small Sufi story that tickled me. There was a great Sufi teacher who was unconventional in every possible way. 
his teachings his clothes his ways everything about him was unconventional when he died his students were confused whether to bury his body or burn him as the teacher was different they wanted to give him a unique funeral he deserved as they were thinking the corpse of the teacher immediately opened its eyes and said surprise me with a wink and a smile the corpse became still <laughs> with this we have come to the end of today's episode hope you all like the story of fatima the spinner and the tent in the next episode i will bring forth another story from a different part of the world until then ma salama ma